Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Three rings. 12 years in the NFL, third most receiving yards in the history of NFL playoff football. Julian Edelman, what a pleasure every couple of weeks we get you to stop by. You know, the um, I was thinking about something with Mac Jones the other day. So when I went from the other place, ESPN to Fox, uh, one of the reasons it was easy is because I knew people here, right? Like I was going East Coast to West Coast. I knew Howie Long. I knew a couple of the producers, and I'm like, okay, this is fine. But it, New England's very interesting. Their coaching staff is now Bill's kids, players that played for Bill, and some older dudes, you know, the Joe Judge, Patricia, Bill's guys. So you're Mac Jones. You walk into this. Alabama, this is not only NFL. It is an insular environment. And I could see Mac, you know, best players at Alabama, going up there, and it does feel like it's gotten worse every year. And my takeaway on in this is I think Mac is not athletic enough to overcome average wide receiver tight end talent. I think it was better at Bama. But I want you to talk a little bit about this. Is that I mean, even for you and Brady, it's a rough staff. It's a it's not an easy culture. It's demanding as hell. I mean, Tom probably doesn't play until Bledsoe gets hurt. You, one of the great receivers ever in playoff history, it was like year three. Four. Four. Five. So is there part of it that you think, you know, if the kid went to a little looser culture, more offensive leaning, it'd be a little easier? Uh, well, what about the example of, you know, you go to somewhere like San Diego for Justin Herbert, who didn't have an offensive line, who had a defensive coach in Anthony Lynn and didn't have the, the talent around him and, and was forced in the day before the game or day hours the before game. the game yeah. to go in and play, and, and he played. Uh, you know, if you're a guy, you're a guy, okay? And I'm not going to come out here and just bash on Mac. Yeah, it's been terrible for the whole unit. You know, one play, it's the offensive line. One play, the receiver slips. One play, a receiver drops the ball. There's a bad throw. 
and, and collectively they're not doing well. But this is National Football League. If you don't win, the quarterback and the head coach get the blame. When you do win, the quarterback and the head coach get the blame. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's this is a production business. Okay, and everyone keeps on wanting to say, oh, he's had three offensive coordinators. He's had the... So is had, Lamar Jackson. So is Lamar Jackson. And he's really only had two offensive coordinators. I had Billy O'Brien and Josh McDaniels, and that's the same scheme. That's the same. There's a couple wrinkles here and there, but you're fundamentally doing the same things. It's just been tough for Mac to execute in the high-pressure situations, and it comes down to his confidence. He's lost his confidence. And once you lose your confidence in this league, it's tough. I mean, I remember there was a couple times where you drop a ball or something here or there, and, and you start thinking about it the next play. Right. Easy play. Oh, this is going to be easy. You want, And you th when you're thinking about things, it's not allowing you to play fast. It's not allowing your subconscious to kick in and instincts to play the game for you. And, and that's what it's, it's been right now. He's, he's just lost his confidence. It, it sucks for him. But, you know, that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about uh, so a friend of mine went to dinner with Tom Brady the other day. Yeah. And I said, you know, Edelman and Brady, they need a year to go have fun, hang out with their kids. But I said, you yeah, know, Brady's too aspirational. He's not going to sit around on the couch. He yeah. wants to get to work. And I, and I thought about you because I'm like, you kind of disappear for a year. And I'm like, no, that guy... I'm like, I t people have asked me about you, and I'm like, he's going too fast up. He got, you can't, this guy's not a couch guy. Mm -hmm. And do you think Tom is reaching that point of, oh, I got to do something? Or do you think he's wildly busy every day and traveling the globe? Where's Tom at now? I think he's somewhere in between. I think his mind's always going. He's, he's a very uh, motivated guy. Yeah. So he has a lot of ventures in his life that he's attacking right now and, he, and he's spending time with his family and doing things that he's never probably done with them this time of the year but naturally you have a body clock and my body clock still goes off in the off season in you know april where you're sitting there and you're like we have a month until we're supposed to be ready that just <laughs> that just happens especially when you know when you're an athlete you're a creature of habit right you know and i did it for 12 years he did it for 22 years so I can only imagine what he's feeling right now when his body's feeling good. He's not loading his body. He's not getting hit. He's probably out there throwing the ball a little bit with Alex while he's rubbing his arm down still. <laughs> like, he definitely is probably a little anxious, but he, there's no way he's coming back. And, and he's definitely a guy that's working on a whole bunch of things. So tonight we have one of those standalone Thursday games. Yeah. When the Thursday game started, the media uh, was like, eh, this is unfair. And then I, and I called a couple uh, coaches, and I said, what do you make of it? And they said, well, you don't hit that week. Mm -hmm. You've already done the prep in the offseason. Mm -hmm. So some players look at it. Veteran guys look at it like, I might wake up a little sore Thursday, but it's almost like a second bye. Yep. Is that how you looked at it? Yeah, you just had to get through it. Uh, you know, when you knew you had a Thursday night game, there wasn't going to be any uh, physical practice. Everything was walked through. It was a very mental week, which kind of resembles like a bye week. So, you know, you have to get through it. And, and it does suck, especially the older you get, because, you know, you need those days to get, to get your body right. But, you know, as long as you get through it, and it didn't matter what kind of game you played, as long as you got away with a win, that's all that mattered because then you had a three-day break. You had another, you know, baby bye week. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with that. You can take it as like a, a baby bye. That's what we used to call it. 
Yeah. The um you know, it's interesting. I watch CJ Stroud's been terrific. He's he has. Like wow. And I I ask all guys this quarterback's different because as you know, you played it in college. It's uh it's not only cerebral because all positions there's memorization of plays and choreography, but there is a um beyond cognitive there is a uh, confidence aspect. There's a, do you see the field? Can you take the hard coaching? Um, it's, it's the windows shrink. I mean, by the way, college or pro, there are certain things you probably did at both levels that you knew your body could do or not do. Then all of a sudden you go to the NFL, it's like, well, people aren't open. They ask you to throw people open. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a terrible throw in college and high school. You don't throw into coverage. Are you surprised... Um, when you watch C.J. Stroud, do you look at that? Even Tommy needed a year to figure it out. Burrow, most guys need a year. Are you surprised by, like, and he doesn't have great personnel. Tank Dell's a nice player, yeah. obviously. But do you look at that, and how is he doing it? What, what sticks to you on a guy like C.J. Stroud? Yeah, I, I, I want to apologize to C.J. Stroud because as soon as he got drafted, I'm sitting there looking like, oh, another Ohio State quarterback. we already seen this a few times. Right. Because when you, you play at a, a school like that, you have the best players. By far. So you, it's hard to evaluate that position when you have, you know, the best receiver in the country going against, you know, Louisiana Lafayette of the tech industry a couple weeks of the year. So, you know, it, it, it was very surprising to me, but they've done a good job of keeping things simple. They, they've done a good job of play caller to quarterback relationship where yes. it seems like he always knows where to go with the football. That's right. This It seems like his one first read to his second read is there or there, and then that's it. You know, it, he never very rarely has to get to his third read. So I think it's a product of everyone in that organization. Nick Casario doing a really good job of getting guys over there, uh, finding that, you know, that C.J. Stroud. We all, at the beginning of this thing, was like we're like um, – Bryce Young's, you know, everyone was talking about Bryce yeah, Young's boy genius. Yeah, he's like Seth Cur- Steph Curry on the on the on the football field, and you you didn't hear much about C.J. Stroud. Everyone talked about that test score. Well, you know, he looks really good, and and it's hard to like sit back and and find a reason why they just have a good relationship between that offensive play caller and and, and C.J. right now. So it, that's a huge. Huge advantage when that relationship is thriving, like when those guys can finish each other's sentences, that's when you start to see the Brock Purdy's, the Dak Prescott's in his early career. Remember when he first came out? That's what this reminds me of. It reminds me of Dak Prescott. I remember sitting back with Tom when when Dak was balling, what was it, four fifteen or something, whatever he came out. And we're like, we're sitting there like, what's this guy doing? You know, it it and it's it's a product of finding that formula, and they, they have found that formula, and hopefully they continue to keep on working that because early success is great, but early success creates Expect- expectations. Right. So, you know, there's going to be bumps in this road. It's still early. I mean, look at Brock Purdy the last three weeks. You know, his first 11 games, the guy's undefeated or whatever, and then, you know, they miss a couple guys. They go three down, and everyone's talking about how he's not – the guy anymore so you know I'm, I'm interested to see cj stroud after that bit of adversity kicks in when you know this later part of the season comes because the ball is going to get a lot harder now now this is a weird question but uh taylor swift is great 
Travis Kelsey's great. Yeah. But you great. were also good-looking guy, dated very, you know, in your career. You yeah. had, you know, I don't want to get into your personal stuff, but I, <laughs> I read People magazine. You know, <laughs> you know good-looking guy, and you had... And I always think about this. I have a great parlay for you this weekend, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I always take good teams that have been humiliated the week before. Jags got hammered by the Niners. I'll take a minus six and a half to cover at home against the Titans. No way the Rams beat the Seahawks twice. Seattle's minus one, a better, younger, healthier team. I'll take Seattle. Broncos at home, minus two. I know it's a short week off the Monday night football win, but I think the Josh Dobbs story has limitations. Go Denver. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The, The two things the media never understands about pro athletes, they get traded. 
if somebody traded me, I'd be like, do I stink? My self-esteem. I'm only worth like uh, a backup producer and a copy editor. Like, I would be beaten if you traded me. I think we got to give players that get traded a little love, but that's not easy. The second thing is, you hear about the football season. You guys are all beat up. You get very little time off. You get one bye. I mean, you're constantly practices film. And I look at Travis Kelsey. I'm like, he's in Argentina. And I'm like... Was he in Argentina? Taylor Swift. And I'm like... I saw some pictures, and I'm like... When you're a star, and you date a star, and the media talks about it, how do you compartmentalize it? Are you, like, hiding from the paparazzi? How does it work? You know, the people that I dated when I was playing, they were always very uh, respective of our schedule and and understood that during football season, you know, I wasn't going to go to Argentina. I couldn't meet you. (laughs) Can't meet you you in Paris for lunch. I'm sorry. Right. You know, but... uh, you know, he's got that compartmentalization skill where if he's out there doing what he's doing, if he goes out and he's performing, everything's okay. But I tell you right now, you know, the first game you go out after coming back from Argentina, your eyes are a little droopy <laughs> at the, the media. Drop a ball. You drop a ball. I never wanted to put myself in that situation. So, like, that's that's a tough that's a tough. It's a tough thing to balance, you know, the personal life with with football life. Okay, so I was a very selfish boyfriend. I apologize to all my, yeah. you know, the girls that I dated throughout my career. Well, but like, I had one thing on my mind, and that was football. You know, and I wasn't good enough. Like Travis is good enough where he could go out and do all that. So I couldn't do that. I had to be in a mindset, and and they had to understand that. No, I mean seriously, that's tough. Oh, abso- that's why I ask it seriously, is that uh, and Andy Reid and Belichick are demanding high IQ intellectual coaches. Yeah. So it's harder than just this is not this is not your typical culture. Like Kansas City is a they move off people. By the way, they've rebuilt their O-line, their defense, their receiving core. This is an evolving and Andy's one of the most creative coaches. You could come in on Tuesday and get a game plan. That's a lot. Yeah. Did you, were you even with family members? Your mom, dad called. Were you, was it like, hey, I no. can't talk now? My my parents and my family understood the sacrifices that you know I, I made uh, to, to try to play at the highest level that I could play at. I mean, Super Bowl week. You know, I was fortunate enough to go to a bunch of Super Bowls. Right. I wouldn't see my family. I would see my family on Friday. Uh, we, I'd take them out to dinner. And I'd be out of there by 8.30 because I was in my routine. I had to keep my routine to keep my confidence going, to keep my play up. And, you know, guys are different. There's some guys that can go out, you know, and and be the LTs of the world and go out the night before the game and come have six sacks. And, (laughs) you know, there's guys that, you know, didn't do anything. So it depends on the guy you are as long as your play's there. It doesn't matter. You know, Andy Reid, just like Belichick, Belichick, had a way of coaching guys. There were certain guys that I won't say, but they had it like they could do certain things because they were playing at a high level. Gronk. But is Gronk, yes. Gronk, Hernandez back in the day. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but there was you know, if you were a baller and you had certain things you had to do, he would allow that. But as soon as your play slipped a little he would remind you. And I'm sure Andy Reid would say, do the same thing. Yeah. 
The uh, do you? No, we're in Thanksgiving. This is real football. This is when it starts. This is when the real football season starts. Did you like? Like, is this the time of the year? Because Kent State, tough guy. You're a tough guy. Did you always think to yourself, all right, this is the difference between the haves and have-nots? Yeah, this is cream season. This is when the cream rises to the top. This is when guys are going on their playoff pushes or guys are planning their golf trips. You know, and I was never one of those guys planning golf trips. This is where you got your, your second wind because you just came off a bye. You're hitting November. Coaches, coaches are are bringing up the intensity in the building because this is when you need to start playing your best football. And, and everyone knew that. You know, we had a good group of guys that knew that. Just like uh, in 18 when we went out to the Steelers and, and we lost on the road in Three Rivers in November. It was like a, we had State of the Unions after that. Like guys are sitting there like, guys, we can't do this. You know, we, we just lost back-to-back games in November. What are we doing? We got to get on it and got to get on the horse now. So, yeah, this is, this is the cream season. If, if you want to make a run, you got to start playing your football now. And you hurt now. Nobody's healthy now, right? No one's healthy. But you, it's, it's funny because early on the season, you have your excitement because the season starts the first three, four weeks. There's that middle pack of the season, which is like the real grind, that six to ten, yeah. where you, know, you get a, a banged up ankle, you, get a, you tear a rib, your shoulder's separated, and it starts, you know, and you, you have to do things each week to try to make that feel better. It's kind of like NASCAR. How's your car running this week? My car is running all right. It's all, running all right. But by the time, you know, you had that sprained ankle for about six weeks, things are starting to feel good. You're starting to get your football legs. Your body's starting to come around. You get a, we always were timed with a good buy in the middle of the season where we could take that. And then that's when your body just, you get like a second wind. You know, and guys, you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if you, you didn't, you know, you, you usually weren't on our team because we, we had a good group of guys, like I said. So this is the time of year where, you know, your body's starting to it, – it hurts, but, like, you're starting to ignore that pain just a little bit more because you, you're starting to see where you're trying to get. You're starting to see things shape up. You're starting to see the seedings. Are you going to get that by? Are you not going to get that by? How bad do you want that by to get a little extra healthier going into the season or the postseason? So this is the, this is the most crucial part of the, the season. Now, every game's important. Every game in the NFL is important, but nothing's more important than playing your best football right now. Did um, After Thanksgiving, we still have All the teams week. you were on. Was there? You you talked about something last time, and it stuck with me. You said that every team has a new identity. Mm-hmm. If and I, I remember talking to a baseball player, Jimmy Rollins, once of the um, uh, Phillies years yeah. ago. I did a commercial with him. This was like fifteen years ago, and he said, "Man, one idiot ruins a whole locker room." And I'm like, "How the pitchers are down?" He goes, "It's a small." Small locker room. He goes in Philadelphia. I think he said in Philadelphia, our walls curve so you can see everybody. Mm-hmm. One jerk, and he mentioned the guy. He goes, ruins the whole locker room. In all your years in New England, did you ever have what, if I said to you, what was the best locker room? Was there a year it was like you would have jumped in front of a train for every guy? Was there a best room? Uh, that 16 team. I mean, all the, all the Super Bowl teams. That we won were all were all great great locker rooms and and the ones that we didn't where we had really good seasons we had great locker rooms 
It's just we didn't stay healthy. I, there was only one year in my career, and that was 2009, where there were some a-holes on the team. Yeah. And, and that was the only time, and, and that was kind of like we were getting out of that, that 2007 kind of span of team. We were getting rid of guys. There were a couple guys there that had bad attitudes that were kind of... Wanted more money than they probably... Had a lot of money and, and acted like they had a lot of money. Let's <laughs> right. just put it that way. And, and they were gone the next year, and that's when we started over. And that's when you know, a new crop of guys came up, and that's when the new nucleus came, and then that's when we started you know, building that, that nucleus. Because you need to have a nucleus of guys where the 53rd guy on the, guys, the, first 53rd guy on the team sees the number one guy working hard. If he sees the number six guy working hard and he's not working hard, He's not going to make it. So you need to have that nucleus because when your leaders work the hardest on your team, it makes everyone else have to work hard. You know, when you have a Tom Brady, guy who won five Super Bowls, three Super Bowls when I got there, and he's still working the way he was working, practicing the way he was practicing, or, or the Teddy Brewskis or the Kevin Falks. You know, that's what makes a team go. That's what makes the other guys fall in line. You know, Brewski played desert storm in arizona yeah almost nobody recruited him and i remember when i worked with him at espn he would come in with a briefcase and i'm like i remember telling people that guy's gonna work here yeah like he's gonna be a very good at ESPN. he came with a bruce briefcase every day i was like that's not what guys do Brew. and what was funny about brewski is if teddy brewski is why the nfl's great if you didn't know what teddy brewski did and you looked at him because he, he all you guys shed weight mm -hmm. when you, you would have been like oh he's a pretty fit accountant Hair, glasses, briefcase. I mean, bigger than guys. Yeah. Brewski, to me, is in my lifetime of watching the NFL, defensive players, is almost hard to explain. Unblockable. I mean, if you looked at him, when I first saw him, I'm like, that's the guy nobody can block? He was a, people don't realize he was defensive tackle in college. Unblockable in the Pac-12. Unblockable. Um, and then he goes to be a stand-up linebacker. Middle linebacker, versatile. Was he that athletic? Yeah. Okay. I, I got him at the tail end. Like, you know. You could beat him on a move. No, nah, I, I mean, I could beat him on a we We lined up once together. It was like OTA practice. Uh-oh, what happened? And we were practicing our stab drill running down the field. And I was lined up with Brew, and I start stabbing Brew. And after the rep, he looks at me and he says, Hey, Rook, you ever touch me again, I'm going to cut your arm off. <laughs> and so I got partnered up with him the next time. And so the next time, you know, Scotty O'Brien, our uh, special teams coordinator, is watching because, you know, I was trying to make the team. And so I'm sitting there and I'm stabbing the air behind him. And Brew's just like, Yeah, good job, Rook. And, you know, that, that was Brew. You know, you don't mess with the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Great seeing you, man. Always a pleasure. Love your stories. Julian Edelman. We'll come back, wrap it up with J-Mac next. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Listen to Comeback Stories. I'm Darren Waller. You may know me best as a tight end for the New York Giants. You may also know me for my story of overcoming addiction and alcoholism. You may have heard a few of my tracks as an artist or a producer. Uh, and you may have seen the work that I've done through my foundation. And you may know my friend and co-host Donnie Starkins as well. He's a mindfulness teacher, a yoga instructor, 
a life coach, a man fully invested in seeing people reach their fullest potential. And we've come to form this platform of comeback stories to really highlight not only our own adversity, but adversity in the lives of well-known guests with amazing stories. Catch us every week on Comeback Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You bring on Julian Edelman. You get stuff. You get stuff. I, I can't compliment a Patriots player, but he's easy. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, yeah well, you can compliment one. <laughs> good storyteller. J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Brandon Staley, I think you said he's coaching for his job, right? Uh, they're coming off an abysmal defensive performance from their defensive coach. 533 yards to the Lions. Five touchdowns. Staley is not making any major changes, he said, because it's just one game. He will continue to be the defensive play caller in that he believes how this team plays. Colin, they can't lose this game to Green Bay. And if, if Jordan Love looks good against the Chargers, 
Well, Jordan Love last week against the Steelers made three really nice throws, one to the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. So Jordan's capable of making big throws if you're not great at corner and the Chargers aren't. But the Chargers, like the Steelers, tend to put heat on you as a quarterback. So the question is, can the Chargers discombobulate Jordan's timing with a pass rush? If not... This is this is one of these games I almost don't want to put it in the blazing five because I really want to watch it without stress. Who would, just today? Who would you take? Uh, Chargers. God, but I'm definitely not betting this game. I, I just so I I'm trying to look at the line it's here. Plus three now. So Green Bay plus three. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a juice three. So you got to lay like 120 bucks to win 100 if you want the Chargers. I don't think I can bet the Chargers on the road. I just, you don't know what you're getting. It's, they're they're too up and down for me. All right, next up, uh, Josh Dobbs. How about this story with the Vikings? Um, he's being called the Pastronaut, arguably the great greatest nickname in the NFL right now because of his aerospace engineering degree. He said that engineering and playing QB have some similarities. Engineering uh, and quarterback have a lot of crossover just in the mental aspect of both, right? Like, uh, when you're an engineer in school, you show up day one as a freshman and they just throw a ton of problems at you and you're forced, like you're giving equations and you have to figure, critically think of how to solve those problems efficiently, repeat process. Football's the same way. As a quarterback, you got to get your team in the right play, critically think of, am I in the right play now or what play do I need to get to attack this defense and repeat process. It's cool to uh, be able to work that muscle or have, to have been able to work that muscle uh, throughout my college career, off the field as well as on the field. I just like listening to that kid talk. You think the Browns are just crying in the facility? They traded him. I know. In, I think, late August. You know, Jimmy Johnson always says, just fill a roster full of smart guys. Just get Josh guys like Josh Jobs on the team. And we were just talking to Julian Edelman off the break. Uh, the guy that we have, the DB, formerly of the Titans, Logan Ryan. Just get Logan Ryan on your team. Get Julian Edelman on your team. Get Josh Dobbs on your team. Get thinkers. It just, it's like ineffective players who don't think the game are like poison to a locker room. It spreads. Smart players, similarly, they force everybody else to tighten up and be smarter. You go back, Gronk was a party animal. You put him with Brady and Edelman, Matt Slater, and smart people, like Gronk tightened up. Locker rooms either get tight or loose depending on the leaders in the locker room. You put Josh Dobbs in the locker room, it, it's already it's going to get smarter. I don't I don't know what to do with Vikings Broncos. I it's a fascinating game. I, I listen. I think Denver minus two is the play. That's what I thought, but uh, Dobbs has killed me. The Vikings have killed me. I'll say this: if Denver wins and a couple other games break their way, Colin, the Broncos will be firmly in the wild card mix. As crazy as that sounds, in the, in the AFC. This is a huge game for them. I think the Vikings are probably trending toward the playoffs in the weak NFC, right? It's a really big game. It's the late Sunday game. And it's Justin Jefferson, we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, I need him on my fantasy team. Um, it, it, Justin Jefferson returns. Dobbs, you know, has Addison. Jefferson, the running back situation is, is spotty. Akers is out again. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with this. A lot of games this week are tough. Feels like a toss-up. All right, final story is tonight's matchup. Bengals-Ravens, uh, second meeting this season. Joe Burrow still dealing with the calf injury during that Week 2 loss. He did not look good. Here he is reflecting on why he didn't play his best. I wasn't obviously feeling my best at that point. Didn't quite have my full full toolbox in there. But uh, I thought we did some good things in the second half. Like you said, You know, first half we didn't have a ton of plays. Uh, they did a good job 
you know, we we found some explosives in the second half. That's what we have to try to do. They do a great job of limiting those explosive plays, and you have to try to find them uh, because they're they're going to do a really good job on offense, keeping the ball, running it, scoring points. And we're going to have to do the same. You got a score? I'm going to take the points. Uh, I would take Joe Burrow in a division game plus three and a half. I'm taking Cincinnati. Yeah. I just uh, think in these divisional games. Listen, this game last week. Houston deserves credit. I love what the story of Houston. I'm such a big fan of what they're doing there between D'Amico and C.J. Stroud. But, you know, Boyd catches the ball, and they may have won that game. And also, it was a sandwich game. Between the Bills and the Ravens, you knew Houston. That's I should have listened to my guy. My guy was trying to talk me into it. It was one of the better bets of the week, and I missed on it. But I, I think they've been eyeing this game for a couple of weeks, and I think Cincinnati... This go, I'll take the points. To win outright as well? You did call Denver on Monday. And I like Baltimore, but it's a long season. I don't care if Baltimore's a two-game losing streak. They're great. I'll say 27-26 Cincinnati. I'll go 23-20 Bengals. That's a little scary. We both like the dog to win outright. And by the way, I don't think anything less of Baltimore. I, I got them at like plus one. You're not going to sweep. In this yeah. division, you're not sweeping people. I think I got the Bengals at like one six, plus 165 on the money line. Um, I think I can win this game outright. Yeah, I think Cincinnati. I'll take Cincinnati, and I st- and I still love Baltimore. You can. I, love- I like Baltimore. I don't know if I love them. Well, why don't you love them? I don't. I mean, because they cost me money last week against the Browns, up fourteen in the fourth quarter. Right? Sounds like a you problem a little bit. That ain't them problem. They blew the lead in the fourth. Mm. Come on, J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. The show sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. 10% off if you sign up today. B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash herd. It's nice to have a Thursday game that I'm really looking forward to. Last week I had to. It was a Carolina, Chicago or so, just a junk fest. It, it was, yes. It was. Indeed. So this one, I'm, I'm all geeked up for tonight. I'm going to go get a workout in, a little pod. I can't wait. I'm, this tonight is one of those sit-home, order-take-out. Order no, 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 no. Clarity. No cocktail night. Going to stare down this game. I'm going to take Cincinnati close. And uh, I think that's where, you know, we're, we're at the, it's like Julian Edelman said. Now is the cream time. Mm. Now let's see the best teams rise. I do think... This has been, in all the years I've been doing this, this is the most accurate I've been on uh, divisional predictions. Mm-hmm. So right now, and, and by the way, I did not have Cleveland getting in, and I was in a little bit of trouble with Cleveland, but now that Deshaun's going, I got a break, a little bit of a break in my predictions. I think Cleveland will dovetail out and won't make the playoffs. Division's too good. And that Pittsburgh probably is the beneficiary of that. So I think I've been bit this. I do think the NFC, I think we were both right. It felt like Philly, Dallas, Detroit, San Francisco, New Orleans. I kind of think that wow. was an easier you side. Can't pencil the Saints in just yet. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think they got to. I, I have real problems with that staff. I don't like what I see. Inconsistency. Again, Sala's team looks the same every Sunday. Yeah. You don't have to love it. They're limited at quarterback. Jets look the exact same. I get the same effort, same team. I don't know what I get from New Orleans half to half. They've had horrible halves, great halves, same game. Uh, and I like the organization, ownership, front office, but roster, personnel. I don't you know. You know who's turning into one of those? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know oh, what I, you're getting against the Jets this weekend. I, I don't know. Is he gone? The Are they winning? I would take oh. the Jets in the points. Seven. Seven. That's a lot. A lot. We'll see you tomorrow in L.A., the Herd. 
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.